What up, what up? We are back. Fantasy news today. If it is your first time here, this is a weekday show every weekday, Monday through Friday, coming live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time. Shout out to everyone who's already on the stream. And don't forget, we are live streaming on my YouTube channel, Fantasy Football Hustler, on Bogart's YouTube channel, the GMM Network. We are in the Facebook group, the Fantasy Football Advice Gurus Football and Beginners. Shout out. We're on Twitch. We're on Twitter everywhere. So make sure you go subscribe, especially subscribe, especially on YouTube. Bogey, why don't you sh- uh, give a little shout out to everyone on Facebook right now because there's a grip on there. Hey, man, shout out to all the people on the Book of Faces. I am playoff beard bogey in full effect. Hey, Wednesday fantasy news today. Let's get it. Yeah. So let's just get into some of the news that uh, that already broke because we got a grip of news coming today. First off, Tua is out. So we talked about it a little bit ago. They're going to play it safe. He's got those fractured ribs. They should. And uh, they got Jacoby Brissett, who's going to be starting. So the tuna fish is ruled out for the grilled beef brisket himself, a.k.a. the meat slab, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. They're going up against the Raiders this week. The Raiders have been pretty solid, so I don't think this is going to be any kind of a gimme game for Miami. Streaming defense, Raiders? They are on my streaming D for sure, and I actually picked them up in one league, and I'm going to play them. Nice. You know what? They're they're a fun defense right now because they are just trying to throw ridiculous amounts of pressure. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even even playing from behind, they're still you know you know a lot of teams they'll abandon that style of play when they're playing from behind. Like they they just stick to it, which is awesome. That's dedication. It's it's a uh, it is the cover three. It's it's the cover three uh, that was made famous by Gus Bradley. And hey, what do you know? It's Gus Bradley. That's their DC. And uh, while while the rest of the league is morphing to like that mink shift Tampa to, you know, shell defense to two high safeties, you know what I mean? They're they're sticking to that uh, cover three that was popular for the past couple of years. You know what I mean? Because tell me, everyone, everybody's playing that shell defense right now. Oh, yeah. And their defense has been so trash over the last couple of years. Like if you got any kind of shades of what they got going on right now, like you're playing with house money. Just go balls to the wall. Yeah. And shout out to Max Crosby, man. The, the, the ginger that don't quit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Him and Ngakwe, they're, uh, they're beasting. I know Ngakwe was a little bit hurt, but we'll see. Uh, he, he should be good to go this week. I mean, he's a veteran. He literally won't have to practice every week and just be good for game time. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And shout out to everybody in the comments. We're putting those up right now. Anybody asking start and sit questions? That live stream is coming in a couple hours. Is that starts at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So if you want to get in any questions now because you can't make it, then hop over to YouTube and then leave it as a super chat, and then we'll take good care of you right now. But if not, we'll be on that stream in a few hours. Oh yeah, yeah. And shout just- out to everybody in the stream once again, man. We love y'all. Yeah, and we just had an influx of people on Facebook. So what up, what up, everybody? Make sure you hop over to YouTube, Fantasy Football Hustler, and subscribe. And then you get entered into the Ricky Williams signed jersey giveaway. So go ahead and do that right now so you don't forget. And then while you're at it, jump over to the GMM Network. That's Bogart's channel. And then smash that subscribe button real quick. Oh, yeah. And uh, man, shout out to... uh, 
Man, I I got to start writing these names down, man, because a lot of, I have been getting a uh, a good amount of people that we're seeing uh in your chat, man, coming over and showing the GMM some love too. Man, yeah. shout out to all y'all, man. We 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 just one big old family. Yeah, hell yeah. What up, JC Main Design? Said why y'all crushing it so hard? You already know it's the only way oh, to man. do it. You only live once, right? You know what I mean? I mean, we don't half cock this thing, right? We come, we come in full, full Nick Chubb with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> only full cocked. You already know. Yes. All what right. Is this and, half uh, nonsense. <laughs> and Aaron said, "Can you put this in the chat?" So Facebook's a little weird with the chat. I'm gonna put it. Gonna put both of ours in here real quick. And. Uh, Hopefully it makes it to uh, whatever group you are in. I think I might have figured out my Wi-Fi problem too. I when we were, you know, uh, you know, you can go and like enable the different devices. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we have like twenty some devices for real. Oh, uh, I wonder if that could be it. I mean, I mean, oh, granted. Exactly. Yeah, granted, it's still I still have problemos regardless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> Hey, you know, I mean, it, whenever whenever the universe works against you, that means you're getting closer. Oh yeah, it's, ne it's never gonna make it easy. You know what I mean? Oh, the, yeah. the, the universe wants to see how bad we want it. Hey, sometimes you got to work for what you really want, you know. And sometimes you get a couple hurdles, you know, thrown in your way. We got to leapfrog them. Mm -hmm. A little bit of speed. Dion, Dion what's good, what bro? Up, shout Dion. out to the 420 crew. Hell yeah! yeah. And shout out to the Patreon crew. Yeah, I'm about all to right. Ball myself in a few. Yeah. Years. We going bowling. Before we get off of uh, the Dolphins and switch over to another team, are we starting anybody? Like, we starting Gaskin? We starting Waddle? We starting uh, Parker? I, what What do you think? I think I'm I'm comfortable with Gaskin. Um, I don't really like Jacoby Brissett, you know, as a as a field stretcher. So I know Fuller's going to be back. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm not I'm, I wouldn't start Fuller this week. I mean, maybe 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 I could say the same if it was Tua though. But he's not really going down the field much either, is he? So, and he was way, at he was officially at practice today too. That was uh, part of the yeah. news that we had to but, talk about. And like you know, but Parker Fuller, they're WR fours to me uh, this week. Waddle is a WR three to me. You know what I mean? He, he's a he's an okay flex for me because they have they do scheme him up, right? And then uh, I'm still okay with Gaskin. I think with Jacoby Brissett and the threat that he will run, maybe the dump offs might not be there as much. But you know, naturally a run, a running quarterback opens it up for for the, for the running back himself. I'm okay with Gaskin. I think he's a low end uh, RB two you know, high-end uh, RB3 this week. Yeah, so same for me, kind of just depending on your options. Gaskin could be a start, more flex-worthy. I do think you can start Waddle. He may, I mean, bumping down maybe from, maybe we thought he was a wide receiver too, bumping down to, you know, like flex territory. I think with Jacoby Brissett, you can start Parker. They okay. just, they, they've, they've worked together a little bit longer. You even saw last week after he came in, he hit him a few times. It's just, it's true. Is different, you know. He's familiar with them, though. Not as familiar with Waddle, but you know he's going to be practicing with them all this week. But I think that Parker, he before this week, I mean, he was a full blown sit. I think he takes a little uptick. I think he leads the team in targets this week. I still don't think he's going to go over a hundred, but I think he flirts with like seventy five, maybe eighty yards. I, okay, it, it's coming out of my pores again. The Raider, the Raider hater in me, right? 
Are we going to be surprised if bowl cut Chucky comes and plays down the competition? Because, you know, shout out to TD. He did make a good point. You know, this team shows up for the big games. They're big game hunters. This is like a game they should roll over on them. But, uh, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if they play down a competition and if they can establish the run with Gaskin and uh, Ahmed, or uh, excuse me, Ahmed, and um, and uh, what's, what's my name, uh, Malcolm Brown, you know, because they're probably going to try to use all these guys, man. If they can own time of possession and, and you know, run the ball to, uh, what's the word we're looking for, diffuse that pass rush, hey, you know what I mean? That, that should be the game plan if, you know, if you're B-flow, right? Especially with that defense. I mean, they're going to be putting a lot on the defense's shoulders this week, and they continued their streak of the turnover every single game. So you already know they're going to try to continue it. They're going into Las Vegas. You better hope they don't lose any money before they get out there because then they're going to even be more pissed off when they take the field. (laughs) But, yeah, I think it's going to be – I mean, compared to what we've seen the last two games from the Raiders throwing up, you know, a decent amount of points – I don't think it's going to be like that this week. Dolphins okay. just got smacked around by the Bills. You already know the defense is going to come to play. I don't even know if either one of those teams is going to go over 21 in this one. I, I think it's going to be total score underneath 42. I don't know what the line is at, but if the line's at 42, I'm taking the under. I was going to say, that sounds about right. 41 and a half, 42. You know what I mean? It's probably going to be plus, uh, minus six maybe even minus six and a half to minus seven Raiders. You know what I mean? Damn, you think they'd give them – well. The Raiders are I, I, the Raiders probably, are coming off a of beating. They're beating – they're coming off a of beating both the Ravens and the Steelers, and then now they're back at home. Well, then, and that's what I was going to say. And then with Tua out, I would think that if Tua was in, the Raiders would be about a six or seven-point favorite already. Okay. So, so I think they might be close to double digits, like a nine. Like 11. I mean, I, I think they could be in double digits, especially with no Tua. I do like your theory with the under, though, because that actually kind of mirrors my theory in that sense where, like, I feel like this is a running game. Um, let me ask you something, man. A shout out to my man Tino. I, I, I don't know if he's watching right now, but uh, he, he's in one of my 14-team uh, Superflex IDP leagues. And, like, he likes to throw shit out in the chat, and he was like, Hey guys, what do you guys think about Peyton Barber this week? And I just put, I strongly advised against it, right? But 13 carries, man. And like, if if the game script goes positive for the Raiders, it in a deeper league, is Peyton Barber in play here? Let me go see snap count wise. Yeah. But I mean, we're talking, I mean, yeah, you're talking about a 14 team league. So, I mean, that's, and anything less than that, I'm already going to say no. But let's see how many snaps, what the snap percentage was. He only played 29% of snaps. I mean, I know it's his first game there, and I know they literally just signed him. But Yeah, because I, I, it, I it looks know. like we're on pace to uh, rule out uh, Jacobs already, right? Like, he's definitely not practicing today. Yeah, and I didn't even see any news about Jacobs, and my son stole my phone. But we'll get uh, we'll get Twitter pulled up. Because if any news breaks while they are at practice, yeah, we'll make sure that we see that. But uh, is the all-seeing eye, especially from what we heard last week. Like they didn't say a specific thing that was wrong with Josh Jacobs. They said everything is wrong. That is so specific. Got, that was pretty. That was pretty on point. They're like everything's wrong with him. Everything is wrong. All of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah. What, what up, David? Shout out to the 420 crew. He said, I'm in an 18 uh, deep league. There we go, man. That oh, that's, a man that's a man's league right there. Oh, yeah. That, that's when it gets a little wild. Last year, it was funny. I played in a 32-team league, but they were on my fantasy league, and there was three copies of each player. And oh. so I didn't really understand, like, right at first. And then, like, after a little bit, I was like, this is just a glorified, like, 10-man league is pretty yeah. much what it is, but we got 32 teams. So needless to say, I second. ended up – Can I have three CMCs? Is that a thing? You will not – you'll never get him. Yeah. Because okay. he was like – he was like three of the first like seven picks, you know, like Which you, it ain't getting back trade around you. for another CMC. I mean, nobody's gonna trade you a CMC in, in almost any league uh, unless well, you're Bogart. Somehow you get it, somehow you get it to happen. So I guess we can't say that <laughs> nothing is possible. And you've seen me do it with different groups of people, so you know, this is just it. Listen, persistence is the key and transparency and recency oh, yeah. bias also. Recency bias is key. Oh, yeah. But so needless to say, in that 32-team uh, league, I mopped them up. I had Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady. It was a 2QB league. Started both of them, and I had Kelsey and had TJ Watt on the squad. There was like three IDP spots. So they didn't stand a chance. And then those guys were just douchebags like all year. So I was like, all right, you guys could just replace me. I know you don't like me anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's glorified. You might as well get 30 people for real instead of like <laughs> – you know what I mean? Like I would have had two teams in there. You know what that is? That's like that's like DFS meets uh season long. Kind of. Yeah. It was yeah. it was goofy. It was goofy. They could have did that uh they could have did that a lot better. That's for sure. Oh yeah. All right. Let's see here. So, next little piece, not even too much, but the Jaguars, they placed James O'Shaughnessy on IR. Just an excuse to talk about the Jaguars. He was becoming a thing, though. Was becoming yeah. a thing. The the Irish hitman assassin, James yeah. O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> yeah. What what do we what, what's our quick take gonna be about the Jaguars this week in general going up against the Cardinals, who ended up squeaking out that victory uh versus the Vikings this week? Or this stream, week. stream the Cardinals defense. Also love, I also love uh I really like Marvin Jones Jr. Jr. and I and I and I also love DJ Chark. I just love the passing options here. Maybe I'm I'm, I'm not in, is in love with uh, Lavishka this week because the injury. Maybe his snap counts are limited. Maybe he's on a pitch count itself. I'm just saying I think they're gonna throw a ton. Like this is just, maybe this is the most rudimentary breakdown ever. But the Kyler Murray and then they're gonna go in there and, and smack. And then, you know what I mean? Like, dial Blake Bortles is going to be proud when he sees how garbage time Lawrence tears it up. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going to be staying at one of his brother from another mother's houses this week. And they're about to beat him like he stole something. Uh, that's yeah. pretty much what's going to happen to Trevor Lawrence. I think Marvin Jones, only viable piece that you could probably start. Other than that, I'm not starting anybody. And even Marvin Jones. Part. Not the Chark Knight? Nah, man, no. They're, they're just way too fluky with the way that yeah, he spreads it around. When Noah O'Shaughnessy, I mean, he was someone who was, like, not leading the team in targets, but, I mean, he was taking, like, six to eight targets, like, a week. So, now there might be back to, like, literally no tight end play. But Trevor Lawrence, we don't know if that's his game. Ever since he came into the NFL, he's been targeting the tight end a lot. So, I'm just really curious to see how that plays out because now – I think they got like man hurts or something. I don't even know who the next man up for them is. Their tight end room is already bad. 
wouldn't you wouldn't you agree that you know every rookie QB it's natural to lean on the tight end? It should be. Yeah, I mean, yeah right? big motherfucker just right in the middle of the field. Yeah. Like I mean, I discovered I didn't discover this theory, but I really love this example of that theory is when uh my man Delaney Walker, bruh, the shooter because he because I was there one time when he was shooting anyways that's another allegedly <laughs> but he he when he went to Tennessee with Mariota I was like I'll just have Delaney everywhere and he just balled because that's what rookies do they lean on their tight end yeah and then look however many years later Mariota he still only leans on his tight end right now he just leans on his crutches <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Jaguars. I'm not uh, not looking forward to anybody uh, they got going. But how about let's switch over to the Cardinals real quick, who've been balling out lately. I mean, the defense kind of gave up a few points, you know, last week. But any predictions about uh, some of these Cardinals players? I mean, there's the obvious uh, Kyler and and Nuke Skywalker starts right. That's uh, DeAndre Hopkins. For those that don't know about my, my all my nicknames the date my long list of nicknames but i love skywalker obviously must starts um the question is is aj green you know creeping into that wr3 conversation and is rondell moore really in this wr2 conversation because he has more targets after two weeks than nuke skywalker himself it's only one more but still more nonetheless pun intended ah see what i did there yeah, I should have had a drop for that. Ba-doom, I know, right? <laughs> I do it all on the fly. <laughs> yeah, Brazy Brady, what up, bro? Yeah, shout out to Brazy Brady, man. Thank you for subbing to the for, to the GMM Network too, man. Yeah, that's one of the homies right there that that crossed crossed over to show the kids some love. Yeah, and a Facebook user said Rondell Moore, thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm stoked about Rondell Moore. He yeah. was literally my favorite wide receiver prospect. You know, I mean, outside of like the top like three guys who are like the wide receiver darlings, but he was the guy that I've been talking up the most just because I love his game and how it could translate exactly to what the NFL needs. You know, and look at him. He's getting these wide open looks. He's a baller. He's fast. We already it's saw just- that. He's shifty and he's going to smash a DB. I can't wait to see him truck a DB. Is he so small? that they don't even see him because he was like, it was almost like he teleported to the open (laughs) part of the field and he was like, I'm here. And he goes for 70. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, we can't hope for that every week, but they're scheming him up. And this goes back to preseason when they were hit, you know, when, when on first and second downs hitting them with screens, like, like, yo, they want this kid to get involved and over, over the middle, I mean, he's going to go unaccounted for. I mean, it's not like Max Williams is going to be a thing now. You know what I mean? Wait, I thought he is. He had seven targets. No, I'm just messing around. <laughs> that, was like the first, that was like the first big tight end game from a Cardinals like wide receiver since like Ricky Seals-Jones, whenever the well, hell he was there. Dan Arnold. Remember Dan no, Arnold? Man, Dan Arnold's big game is like four receptions, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Nah, it's three <laughs> for 20 in a tug. That's it. <laughs> and yeah, shout out to Hart to start. Offensive weapon, you already know. OW. Oh, yeah. He's that O dub. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, shout out to the Hart to Start fellas, man. Every that's another that's another great channel right there, y'all. Be sure to go subscribe to the Heart to Start Fantasy Podcast. 
Yeah, and we got a bunch of people watching on Facebook and YouTube, so shout out to you guys. Everybody on Facebook, hop over to YouTube, Fantasy Football Hustler, go subscribe, and then hop over to Bogart's channel, the GMM Network, and subscribe. YouTube chat is way better than Facebook. Um, You'll see, like, some of the people, it won't even show your name. It just says Facebook user, and then he said fucking Facebook going over to YouTube. So not sure who that was. Oh, might have been my man Donnie. Who said, yep. what up, what up? Shout out to the 420 crew. Yeah, big up. Yeah. All right. And then so, yeah, that's enough of the Cardinals talk. We don't need to talk too much about them. But how about we'll switch over to the Bucks? And uh, David shouted out, Antonio Brown was placed on the COVID reserve. Uh, oh, fortunately, no. I have Shepard on my bench. Um, they said if he has two negative tests before Sunday, he's uh, he's good to go. So Listen, it's, it's, it's different if you got the vaccine and if you don't, different rules. If it's all Tom Brady got to do is rub some avocados on the kid, he'll be all right. He's going to have an avocado bath and a couple avocado massages before those tests. There it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> avocados are the fountain of youth, I tell you. Oh, yeah. And that's pretty much all the news out of uh, out of the Bucks uh, camp today. And not we don't even have anything out of the Rams camp either. But um, let's say Antonio Brown doesn't play on Sunday. How do we think that that game shapes out? It's not like Scotty too hottie Miller all of a sudden becomes a thing. You have Gronk there. So you could always be missing one of those guys and there's going to be someone like I would be concerned if like, you know, the whole entire receiving core was in the protocol or something. You know what I mean? I mean, because. Now you you could even go to twelve personnel more with with OJ Juice Howard. You know what I mean. So it, I I'm not worried about this. It it it, it does suck because I I love AB and you know he should he was in for a, a big game here because he was the guy I would consider to go unaccounted for. While you have Darius Williams on one side and Jalen Ramsey on the other, so you know what I'm saying like just out of AB out of the slot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm Don't expecting code at that point. Yeah, like I was, that's what I was looking forward to. So I'd be, be prepared for a ton more 12 personnel. And, and uh, this team's still going to throw a ton more than they run. So not really worried. They, they fire up your uh, your Godwins and your Mike Evans, and uh, maybe they get two, three more extra targets with no Brown there. I am a little nervous about Mike Evans, though, because uh, Jalen Ramsey's probably going to be covering him for a majority of the game. So he is one. Yeah. I mean, I know Mike Evans. I mean, you, can, you just got to throw that ball up, and he can sky high. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's someone who I'm pumping the brakes on this week, at least a little bit. He could get two targets for two touchdowns and just make me look like a fool with, like, 15 yards. Um, it is what it is, though. I like the volume. In, 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 uh, in their history against each other, you know, Jalen Ramsey versus Brady, when Ramsey was with the Jags, he will always guard Gronk. So this is going to be interesting because if he's on shutting down Mike Evans and then Gronk's eating a ton, they will make the adjustment. And then like, it's now it's pick your poison. You know what I mean? I mean, that's kind of always the way that, uh, that Tampa Bay is right. I mean, they've been yeah, elite when, since last year. You want to double up someone? That's fine. We got more weapons. We'll just touch these other dudes. Yeah. And then, and then, and then will, will we be surprised if with no Antonio Brown, Scotty too does break a big one running up the seam out of the slot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hope not, because that means he's taking it away from Godwin. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, my man TD made it. Yeah. What up, TD? What's going on, guys? What's good, TD? What thoughts on uh, if there's no AB for Tampa Bay this week? 
um, they just focus the targets to somebody else. That's not going to hurt them. Exactly my sentiments. <laughs> Love it. There we go. All right, how about we switch over to another QB who's dealing with some injuries? So Carson Wentz, he participated in like a piece of the walkthrough, but he didn't really practice at all other than that. How could so you do a walkthrough or even a piece of it with two sprained ankles? And one of them is a high ankle, apparently. He can't even walk. How does he do any kind of capacity of a walkthrough? That, he, he did a crawl point there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was on one of them electrical scooters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what? Let, let's just assume <clears throat> that he's out this week. You know, uh, we're, we're doing what if tonight on the plan, Fantasy Playmakers, as you guys know, 9.30 Eastern time, 6.30 Pacific. Let's do some what if right now. What if Carson Wentz doesn't play this week? They're going up against the Titans. They're on the road. What, what do we think about that game in general? We'll start with you first, TD. Um, I still think um that they're gonna run. They're gonna try to run the ball and establish the run. Um, that's what they missing. So no matter who's starting quarterback, they still need to establish the run. If they establish the run, they will be okay with Eason. Um, but if they don't establish the run, it's gonna get real ugly and fast. You know what I mean? And uh, divisional opponents. So like, whenever it's a division matchup. <laughs> Whether it's Carson or not, I don't. I still think this team's going to be feisty. Very familiar with this team. Still a good defense. And um, do, do we have any status on Xavier Rhodes? Because if he's banged up still, Julio Jones is going to rule this matchup. You know what I mean? I'm going to check right now. Yeah, and like I point this out to say, like I don't think, I don't think the Titans are going to have trouble moving the ball. If you know, what I mean, to the, especially to who, if Julio's their secondary option, bro, this is nuts. And like, how how much is Indy gonna try to keep up the run when the score is being ran up on them? You know what I mean? So um, there's there's no information out right now on the internet about it, but uh, he he still hasn't practiced since the season started. Like, yeah. not not limited, not nothing. Just literally has yeah. not practiced since the season started. This is why I love the short term IR too, because it's like. If a guy is significantly hurt, they'll be like, all right, short-term IR. And you'll be like, okay, cool, three weeks. You know what I mean? If he's, like, really significantly hurt, then you know the long-term IR. But, with, like, net with this type of shit, I feel like because they need him. So, you know what I mean? They're just they're, they're just waiting. They're idling by to see if he's okay. And to keep, you know, offensive coordinators for the Tennessee Titans to maybe have the game plan for him still. But big game for Julio. We finally saw – you know what I mean? Uh, we finally saw it work. You know what I mean? I mean, like, this is awesome. Who The, the tandem of Julio and A.J. Brown. And uh, and no one panic on A.J. Brown. Matter of fact, spoiler alert, uh, one of our segments for tonight's Playmaker episode is um, uh, get him for the low. If you can, go try to get A.J. Brown for the low. You know what I mean? Maybe you could tell that person, hey, man, he just he keeps looking at Julio. You could say whatever. You know, that it say whatever that isn't lying because you're not lying when you say that right now. You know what I mean? And I will say AJ Brown, his his A dot is his average depth of target was higher uh, in the last two weeks than it was all season long. And their play action, their play action, um, uh, uh, snap their, their play action went down significantly. I think they're gonna get back to their ways now because they they usually 
use AJ over the middle, used him short, and let him do the rest. It's kind of weird seeing him be a field stretcher. I think they're gonna they're gonna fix these things that didn't work. We shall see. We shall see. So if Carson Wentz doesn't play outside of Jonathan Taylor, you guys even risking starting any of these wide receivers? I still like Michael Pittman. He's the X receiver, and everyone else is hurt over there. There's still like right. There's still no Paris Campbell, right? Correct. Yeah. So and then there's no Ty. So I mean, he's kind of the only game in town, and you know, you know, they're gonna stack the box on the, on Young Eason and to stop that run game. If Mike Pittman is out there getting single coverage and getting peppered with targets, hey, maybe he's seven for fifty or whatever. That's still a WR three. So, I mean, that's probably the only other option. I'm still trying to find other options. Like, I'd probably rather start a Claypool over a Pittman at this point. You know what I mean? They're basically the same guy to me. You know what I mean? As far as usage goes. So, yeah. Outside of that, yeah. We're not really touching none of them. Another piece of uh, quarterback news. So, the Bears officially announced Fields as the starter. So Andy Dalton, he's not expected to go on IR, but they said his timetable is three to five weeks. So that I don't understand when you can just keep him on IR for three weeks. It's like I said yesterday, Matt Nagy is the kind of guy who tells his wife her shitty cooking is delicious. You know what I mean? He's a fucking liar. You know what I mean? Like, just I don't know why they're lying. Just say Justin Fields is the man because maybe this is a coaching tactic, right? Like, hey. We, we want to make him feel like he's not, you know, secure with his job. So he has to play and really earn it to secure it. Because, I mean, from what we saw from Dalton, it was like, I we want to just see fields, right? Dalton didn't look any type of good. It's kind of like when Alex Smith got a concussion, we were like, yes, Kaepernick time. You know what I mean? Like me being a Niner back in the days. It didn't matter what it was. If he had a finger cramp, it was like just – any reason to get him off and this is actually a significant knee injury here comes fields he's never going to lose the job from here on out i don't know why they they aren't just backing him and, and, and giving him full confidence because you got to they they lied to andy Dalton, but they <laughs> want to play the pc like ah uh, andy you still you coming back and and uh well you know, something changed. Like, they're just trying to – they try to play both sides. Bro, you know – I don't know why – I don't know. I don't know why they still want Andy Dalton and trying to tell him he's going to be starter. Maybe they don't feel like Justin Fields is ready to be thrown to the wolves yet. I don't I don't know. Um, I think they're trying to just bring him along slowly. But Andy Dalton, you're not the uh, future team. He knows that. I don't know why they keep trying to play both sides. So – I uh, I do love the I look for intangibles and I love the intangible factor of young Justin Fields going back to the state of Ohio. You know what I mean? Like, just he's there's something in the air for him in in Ohio. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is gonna be. I I think they could pull the upset off here with, with the way the Browns defense has been playing. I mean they they were getting beat up. By Houston on both sides of the ball. Like, they didn't come out of there with an easy win, you know, Cleveland. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was an ugly game. Yeah. He, he Lovey Smith, man, this is – no one sleep on the fact Lovey Smith is running that defense over there in Houston. 
<laughs> I know, because uh, they've looked pretty good. And as much as like we all thought that they were going to suck, Lovey Smith can change some shit around. It's all about the schemes, and they have decent players. But when you don't want to play for your coach, you know, you're going half-assed, not a good scheme. That's a good point. No one wanted to play for old curmudgeon, senile Romeo Cronell. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how about a piece of news from Washington? Because I know everyone freaks out about the Wednesday practices. So Antonio Gibson, he was limited in practice because of his shoulder. No cause for concern for anybody being limited on Wednesday's practice because even if you're limited for like 5% of practice, you're still limited in practice and you still get that questionable test. You're not a DNP. You know what I mean? You're not a a DNP, right? That's what they're called, did not practice. Yep. Yeah, so, and I mean, this is something he dealt with since week one. He came down on the shoulder. Uh, I think it was when he fumbled, too, in week one against the Chargers. Uh, They feared it was an AC joint sprain. It wasn't. He got into the game, got a decent workload on a short week last week. So the more rest, the better for Gibson. It's still a terrible matchup. And let's be honest, with the way the the Washington football team has been giving up yards through the air, week one, 330-plus to Herbert. Week two, what, 280-something, 290, something like that, to Danny Pesos even. So you know that, that Josh Allen's going yard. I would be more concerned about losing snaps to J.D. McKissick because of the game script. I'm not concerned about this injury unless all of a sudden Thursday and Friday not practice. You know what I mean? He's, he's pacing to play the game right now. Well, you lead me to a question, and we'll let TD answer this. Because Gibson did get hurt in week one, and because it was on a short week, do you think it was already mixed into the game plan to get it close to a 50-50 split, even though Gibson had like 13 13 to 15 touches, I can't remember, and J.D. McKissick only had nine. But, T.D., do you think that was kind of like baked into the game plan, maybe uh, limit some of Gibson's work throughout the game? Maybe, but I just think it was game script. I think they just wanted to get J.D. McKissick in the game a little bit more um, and use his pass down ability. Um, so I, um, I think Antonio Gibson is okay, but um, they they I split some of the carries. So I, I believe, and also um. And use J.D. McKenzie, too, because he's talented. Your thoughts yeah. on that same thing, Bogey? I mean, 62 to 38 was the the, the split of, of the snaps. You know, that's uh, it's pretty close, right? Maybe we see 60-40, you know, 55-45. You know what I mean? Maybe 69-31. Go ahead. But where's, oh, yeah, I usually have it. There it is. There you, go. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I really had to say. I was just trying to see how we can get the 69 drop in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so how about we'll go on to the other side of the field. So the Bills, Gabriel Davis, limited in practice. I don't even remember if he did anything in this game. Uh, I'm going to go look in the in – the, I, the right I think he did enough. Yeah, I think he did enough. Yeah, I don't even know if he got a catch. 
Yeah, and then um, I mean, neither did Manny Sanders neither. They pretty much just ran all over them. I think that's kind of a wonky game because Tua left early, and then it was just all Bills. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Devin Singletary. I mean, getting thirteen carries—that's not going to happen often. Yeah, and uh, Zach, like, Zach Moss ran in two eight. touchdowns. Yeah, and so and three rushing touchdowns on the game, and um, none by Josh Allen. You know, that's not usually what we expect if they get three touchdowns. Yeah, and. So yeah, Gabe Davis, he didn't have anything. I don't even remember if he played or not. I don't think he was out, but uh, limited in practice. Cole Beasley, I think he might be questionable because he had the veterans day of rest. And yeah. I think they still put that down. But yeah, I'm expecting a way bigger passing game uh, than uh, than last week. That's for sure. Yeah. And and I think the Colonel Manny Sanders, yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a good game out of him and Diggs, man. I mean, we already should always expect that from Diggs, but... I think this is going to be a good game for Manny Sanders that he's he's playing 90% of the snaps every week. You know, I think that's bound to hit sooner than later. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like Dawson Knox is going to be out here every week scoring touchdowns and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Watch, watch been- Max Williams and Dawson Knox be guys this year just because I cursed them to not be. You know what I, mean? I mean, that's the way that the tight end uh, room usually works. I mean, when guys like Kittle end up being the tight end 15, you know, two weeks in a row, let some guys in there who uh, we have no idea who the hell they are. Yeah. And uh, okay. And uh, so TD, well, what are your thoughts on uh, the Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Washington game? Um, I think Josh Allen is going to struggle a little bit. Um, I think people are playing him different. That's why I faded him. I still think he's a great talent. Um, but if you take away Stefan Diggs and say, well, beat with Cole Beasley or Gabriel or Emmanuel Sanders, I think he struggled. So uh, I believe with Chase Young and Marquez Sweat uh, chasing them all day, that they it capped his upside. So I think it's a close game. And I, I think, I think uh, Washington pulls the game out. Okay, so you think Washington? Uh, you think Washington has a chance for the upset here? I mean, you know, Anna outside of uh, Mark uh, Montez Sweat and uh, and Chase Young, let's let's not forget about Jonathan Allen. You know what I mean? He's a beast. He's a beast, man. Like you know, if you know, I mean, there's two other guys you have to account for, and he just comes crashing down that middle that interior line. You know what I mean? So there, there will be. A, this is going to be an interesting matchup. I still think it's a big passing game for for the Stallion. I'm so I mean that that's why I do think it's going to be a big passing game. I mean, you can't really run on them too much. I mean, the only way you've been able to beat them for the first two games is through the air, really move the ball. So, we shall see what happens. Oh. Uh, Danny Dumbass Pesos, aka Forrest Gump's estranged son, was running all over them. Maybe the Stallion <laughs> gets the galloping. <laughs> I mean, that was the only run in that really happened, you know, from the Giants. So, and he had nine, but he had almost a hundo on the ground, right? Yeah, and he would have had a hundred had that one TD not got called back. Yeah, that boy is a running fool. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to everyone in uh, YouTube and in Facebook. If you're leaving uh, comments uh, for start and sit questions, that live stream is going to be happening in a little more than two hours from now. If you want to get a question answered now because you can't make it, just leave it as a super chat and we'll take good care of you. We're just covering the news in this show. 
All right. How about switching over to Atlanta? Who are they going up against this week? They're going up against. Uh, oh, um, who are they going up against? The the Giants. They're going up against. Uh, going up against. Uh, I, I thought you were segueing perfect because we were just talking about that running fool. No, I was. Uh, I, I should have, and it should have been, but I'm, I'm a couple bowls deep, so I wasn't on it like that. But uh, <laughs> not too, not too much news out of the out of the Giants uh, camp, other than Evan Ingram is practicing. I know you love you some Evan Ingram bogey, so I had to I had to bring this up. Yeah, I love him as in I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know what's funny is if you're a Sterling Shepherd guy out here. We should all just hope Evan Ingram just stays away. Because that is going to tremendously affect, you know what I mean, that shorter A dot. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say tremendously, but it'll definitely move the needle a little bit in the wrong direction. How many times does does Danny Dimes throw the ball a game on average so far? Let's go check. And his name is Danny Pesos. Let's not forget Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll go check that. You talk about uh, Evan Ingram a little bit more. Yeah, Evan Ingram sucks. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. In uh, hold on here. So in week uh, in week one. But you know what? Though I will say, with the tight end landscape being super ugly, I mean, you know, if you you probably have if you have Evan Ingram, he's been in your he's been in your IR spot. And uh, he, I, I'm bringing all this to say, if there's someone you have to pick up and you have to, and you had to take Evan Ingram out of your IR spot, he's the first candidate to, to cut if you're going to pick someone up. Okay, so here we go. Imagine this. His pass attempts for the season, both games combined, is 69. 69 <laughs> so 34 and a half attempts uh, per, per game is uh, what he's at right now. Okay, and then uh, 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 Sterling Shepard, he's been seeing uh, nine targets a game, if I, if I remember correctly. Close to that, yep. Yeah, so if Evan Ingram goes ahead and gets like his six to seven targets he was accustomed to, maybe that, maybe that nine targets drops down, you know, six to seven. And uh, the efficiency of a Danny Dimes pass, excuse me, Danny Pesos, I'm not really trusting it. We kind of need close to the double-digit targets for Sterling Shepard to be a guy, man. You know what I mean? But I think this is a matchup where we could probably throw all that out the window. Like, I think Danny Pesos looks good this game. Atlanta is horrendous. On all phases of the ball, they are horrendous. Yeah. But, you know, one thing they are good at is covering the tight end. Well, there you go. Maybe Evan, maybe Evan Ingram exists to just take that part of the way. Take, take. He's going to be busy getting taken out of the game while everybody else eats. Because mainly it's because of Deion Jones, Deion Jones and Foy Olakun. You know, I mean, those would be the guys more or less covering him on a big percentage of his of his snaps that he goes out. Is Foy Olakun a rookie? Was he? Wasn't he one of your pickups this week on your waiver show? Uh, I believe it was. I believe it was last week. But no, he's okay, not a rookie. Yeah. He's, I believe it's his third year, but he okay. came onto the scene uh, last year real hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, on the other side of the ball, you know, Cordon Blue Patterson, man. Are we like what? Corduroy. Yeah. Cord- Corduroy, Cordon Blue. We're going to figure out a Corderell. We're going to find up some, we're going to find something that works for him. 
You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, is he flex capable? I mean, are we um, are we are we worried at all about Mike Davis for all, for all the zero RB truthers out there? I mean, he still got seven receptions, right? Like, how are we feeling here? TD, I'll let you get in there first. Yeah, um, Mike Davis looked good. Uh, I don't. They just giving Cordell Patterson um plays just like any other team will give a, a backup running back. I mean, nobody says nothing about when Kareem Hunt comes in the game with Nick Chubb there. Um, I know you've seen it there for a couple of years, but nobody. I mean, so it's the same thing. Mike, Mike Davis is getting hit behind the line of scrimmage every time. Um, um. Stay with us. He's in the <laughs> matrix. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it was a pretty even split. I mean, Mike Davis did edge him out by a few, and he did have more rushes. He had more receptions than uh, than Cordero had. So I mean, either way, they're going to be getting. The, they're going to be playing from behind. I'm assuming. Yeah, one second. I'm coming. Yeah, they should be playing from behind, and I think the Giants' run game or rush game is a little bit uh, is a little bit where I think Mike Davis gets shut down a little bit, and it just goes through the air a little bit more than through the ground. You know, I I, uh, I want to shout out my man Fantasy Schvin. He's going to be joining us tonight on the Real Fantasy Playmakers What If series. He actually uh, wrote an article. It hasn't dropped, but uh, he is documenting everything about the Falcons right now. And he's any he, one thing that stood out to me is uh, when I read the article, cause I got the exclusive look at it is uh Matt Ryan only went, only had uh le- he had less than three passes over 20 yards in the past two games combined. So everything is short, seven targets, to, uh, 14 targets to the running back position just last week alone. Um, they're pushing out Kyle Pitts out wide a ton. Um, it's very interesting. They're depending on their playmakers to do everything in yak. You know what I mean? So I'm more, you know, this is a defense too. That is the Giants defense are susceptible to the pass catching running back. This could be like, I, I'm not going to be the guy who's going to think the Giants are just going to come out here and smack. I think they will look good for fantasy purposes. But I actually like the Falcons in this game because I just don't yeah. believe in the Giants like that. And I think the Giants took it to Washington because they are division rivals. They know this team. Yes. So I know I was in the Matrix earlier. Hopefully I don't go into the Matrix this time. But um, Mike Davis it looks fine. I think he needs a, just a, a easier matchup. I mean, he's played two tough run defenses. That's a good point. And, uh, and and like I said, this is a decent run defense, the Giants, but where they're susceptible is uh, 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 in the passing game to, to the, the, the running back. Like running backs that get utilized in the passing game tend, tend to gash this team up. So, you know, Mike, maybe this is the big Mike Davis game. And then if you get – how about this? When you get the big Mike Davis game, I'm moving him in redraft. And maybe even Dynasty, wherever wherever I have Mike Davis, I'm going to package him up and move him for something because I kind of don't want to fool with this Atlanta experiment in year one with well, Arthur Smith. Yeah, well, get rid of him. Well, what I would say, Bogart, is if they got better matchups and this offense gets clicking more, 
that's going to be more work for Mike Davis with green zone t- touches. I'm just looking for touchdown upside with him. That's the only thing he needs. If he scores one touchdown in each one of these games, he's a what? A top 12 RB? Top 15? But, but to see, but that's the thing is like this got to be the game where we see them have red zone trips because they haven't had too many red zone trips. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. That's why yeah. I agree with I agree with you saying, but I don't need to yeah. see it from the Giants. I think they got even more easier matchups coming later than even the Giants. And uh, so how, how about this? Also, um, another piece of news from the Falcons. Russell Gage is considered week to week with the ankle injury that he suffered on Sunday. So I don't think it's going to be looking good for him. It's not looking good for him playing, at least as of now. No, I'm just going to I'm going to stay consistent with what I've been saying about Russell Gage. Nobody should have Russell Gage. <laughs> and so many people do still. So That's yeah. what I'm saying. Get rid of them. Now's Get the time. Just go, just go ahead and dump them. Nobody but Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts really need to be rostered out of the uh, out of the receiving core. Yeah. And right, while it lasts, you guys have, what, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three more days to trade for Saquon before he blows up to the moon against Atlanta. This Make is going to be that game. Saquon. Make the this moves to Saquon now. This is going to be that game. We can, we can already tell you that. He is going to blow up versus Atlanta. Yeah, this is strictly redraft talk because nobody's just going to come off of Saquon like that in a dynasty league. This right. is the time right now. Go after Saquon while you can. Yeah. All right. Just a little reminder for everybody watching on uh, Facebook. Shout out if you're in the fantasy football advice group for experts, gurus, and beginners. Make sure you throw some comments in the chat hop over to youtube though type in fantasy football hustler go subscribe to mine you're going to get entered in the signed ricky williams jersey giveaway then hop over to bogarts it's the gmm network and then go to fantasy good sports let's subscribe to all three show some love guys it's all in the description of the video so we are the trifecta in the universe things come in threes yeah. And now for you, Bogart, one of your favorite guys to talk about, Odell Beckham. It isn't new, it isn't news about practice. This is a, a quote saying uh, from the coach that he will be a full go in practice, but we still haven't heard any news about the actual practice. That sounds like another person trying to vouch for OBJ again, man. But I mean, listen, if OB, here's the real question. They okay. Let's live in that world. OBJ is a full go, and he is. Are you starting him against the Bears? The secondary is not the greatest. He's, I mean, he's they, gonna, they, they held down the Bengals last week, and the Bengals are. I mean, um, they were on the road. I mean, that. I mean that. I know that makes a difference. The Browns are yeah, at three home, three but. picks. Okay, yeah, you're right. They they did pick them off three times in that joint. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, but Baker is way safer with the ball. You know what I mean? You know, uh, shout out to my man, Big Rooster, Big Cocky. That's what I call Baker because Baker's going to feel he could win no matter who he's missing. And, like, m- maybe now with OBJ there, they're, you know, we're going to see – because there's no Jarvis Landry, and they run a ton of 12 personnel. So it's he will be on the field a bunch. When they run 12 personnel, he's going to be a guy on the outside. He'll probably be outs- uh, opposite of uh, Anthony Schwartz 
and, and, and Donovan people Jones, they'll probably rotate that spot now with OBJ being a, a permanent factor. I mean, I don't even know what kind of injury he's been having, but uh, I mean, if he's a full go, that means he's a full go in the game plan. And I guess we got new people joining every day. So maybe I should just get in the habit of repeating things that are still relevant for this week. Jarvis Landry is on the IR. That's why we're talking about them being down all their pass catchers right now. And so, yeah, OBJ still not super excited. I mean, I guess if there was a game to play him, it would be this one. I feel like it's going to be the one and only Austin Hooper game that we're probably going to see. I was going to go there. I love that. I love that because, I, man, I, I love that. He's a playmaker that they're paying so this is and this is uh now the game plan, what for with a team that uh, is this defensive offense where you know, are they going to be stupid though and throw? Well, I mean, I guess they're not stupid if they score touchdowns, but they like to throw it to like Harrison Bryant, you know, in the end zone, get him random touchdowns, like one catch for four yards and a touchdown. That's his whole stat line type thing. Steal it from Austin Hooper. I feel like some goofy shit like that's going to happen too, though. Yeah, and, and I think uh, the game plan, it, I mean, is what it always is going to be, is just run like hell and then play action them to death every chance they get. You know what I mean? But, I mean, when 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 before OBJ, the game that he tore his ACL last year, actually, right, he, uh, they were using him on end arounds. They were scheming him up. They were, they were, they were hitting him with that OW work. So maybe they do that. You know what I mean? I mean, they do have – Stefanski has a big bag of tricks. You know what I mean? Yeah. TD, what do you think about the uh, the Browns, it, Jarvis Landry all... being out? Yeah, Um. so y'all yeah, was talking about going to Austin Hooper. Didn't Harrison Bryant out-target him in and joke you? They out, Harrison Bryant out-target those two, top two tight ends on the team. Yeah, I mean, but but I mean, what what is that? A whopping three targets, four targets? Like what? What? I mean, there's not really much to say about the the four, tight end. Four, four targets. Okay. I mean, targets. I guess I, I guess Hooper yeah. uh, got got more receptions. I mean, he had five receptions to Bryant's four. Bryant had nine more yards though. Okay. Neither had a touch. Touchdown. Yeah. So m- maybe uh for for season yeah, long just, purposes. I couldn't play Austin Hooper. Okay, how about this? Gerald Edward or yeah. Austin Hooper. Right? So, like, this that's where you get into that. Ter- exactly. You start getting into the garbage territory here. You know what I mean? Like, I, these are, like, DFS plays to me at best. But I do – but, I mean, for for Baker, I'm I, if, you, if you're starting Baker in a super flex or you're in a deeper league, single QB, I'm still not mad at starting Baker. You know what I mean? I mean, for all we know, Justin Fields can be on the other side and make this a game because we don't really know. We don't really have too much film on Justin Fields right now. It really all depends on um, it, dumbass Nagy. Nah, no, I, I mean, I just don't think I was going to say it depends on the options on your team is what I was going to say, because I don't really want to start Baker. In this game, like this game has heavy run, you know, written all over it. And I know that, you know, at one point you couldn't really run on Chicago, but like you've been saying, I mean, their defense is a little suspect compared to the past. And I think they really ground and pound with Chubb and Nick Hunt, uh, Kareem Hunt. I think that's like the biggest, uh, I think that's going to be the biggest part of their offense, especially they're at home. Like they're probably going to be grinding it all game. 
I like your version better, one hundred percent, because I have a ton of Nick Chubb. So let's let's dial that up. <laughs> I got a bunch of Kareem Hunt. Like we haven't seen him too much. I think he's heavy game script. Um, you know this because even if Baker gets those little dump offs to Nick Chubb, I mean, still counts for his uh, stats. But yeah, Nick Chubb gonna. I mean, Kareem Hunt gonna do like Christian McCaffrey things with the ball when he gets it. Like who the hell knows? We shall see. I hope so, but might be one of those games. I mean, they're they're definitely going to stack the box religiously against the Browns' uh, run game. So, you know, what I mean, you know that 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 consistency of running, they're going to play action. Someone single covered, it's going to happen. Yeah, and people then people's Jones will just drop it. He'll just <laughs> he'll just drop a fifty yard house call easily. That's <laughs> yeah. what he does. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. All right, let's stay in the same division. Bengals, T. Higgins, day-to-day. Seems like he's been playing hurt ever since week one. And it's yeah. like in the pecking order right now, I think after what we saw last week, I'd rank him third, at least for this week, because he's hurt. Uh, I rank their their wide receivers as of right now, Boyd, Chase, and then uh, Higgins. Boyd has been uh, – he has eyes for Boyd like a mug, huh? And I think yeah. it's because – Boyd is always getting the lesser coverage, like the lesser quality coverage. You know what I mean? Yep. Like Chase as a rookie is getting, you know, his big dogs. He's getting he's getting the big dog cornerbacks on him. You know oh, yeah. I mean? That makes yeah. a difference. When you're getting the number one cornerback on an NFL squad versus the number two cornerback, we're talking a world of difference. It doesn't matter what team we're talking about either. Yeah. And Tyler Boyd is just, man, he's just the goat with the hands too, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and that, you know, a safety blanket is Tyler Boyd because they don't really have a tight end to speak of, even though, you know, like we said, rookie QBs lean on the tight end. It's a second year guy. I guess you could say like it's his rookie year and a half, right? Because he's, you know, I mean, technically it is a second year, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like he's just going to lean on the safety guy. And, And that is, you know, Tyler Boyd and even Joe Mixon. I mean, Joe Mixon's been getting his targets, right? Did, did I see that wrong? Let's see. Say that again. Joe Mixon, has he, he's been getting his targets, right? I haven't yeah, looked I, at his numbers yet. Let me, let me pull, up, uh, pull up their game from last week. So let's see. So last week, actually last week he only had one catch. Yeah, but the targets though. Yeah, let me pull up the targets. Yeah. Because that... That hot read, we're, they're gonna they're gonna focus on a hot read here. That ball's gotta come out quick because that pass rush is coming. So you know he's I mean? only so he's only had six targets the entire season. He had two okay. in week two, and then he had four in week one. So Tyler Boyd is naturally the hot read. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So far, after after the course of two weeks, Tyler Boyd is the go-to guy when the pressure's coming fast because everyone's pressuring Burrow. He's he's statuesque in the pocket too. You know what I mean? He's not he's not going to take off, so the ball's got to come out dummy quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what? And so what happened from week one to week two? So in week one, Tyler Boyd had four targets. Week two, he had nine. T. Higgins in week one had five, and then week two, he had ten. Jamar Chase in week one, he had seven. And then in week two, he had four. So it seemed like they, they started going a little heavier on uh, on Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. But I think Tyler Boyd got even lesser 
of the coverage because I think T. Higgins got the number two wide receiver and Tyler Boyd was a, a lot working out of the slot a bunch. Yeah, and I mean, week one and week two are stark contrast of game script for the Bengals. Week one, they were kicking the uh, the, the Vikings' ass the whole game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Week two, they were getting their ass kicked. So that's where you see the uptick in targets because they were losing. It was a it was a negative game script. So this might be a, this is a team. You know, you might have to uh, you might have to diagnose what you think the game script's going to be. You know what I mean? To make some of your 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 your, your decisions with these uh, with these receivers, but I'm Chase has way too much upside to not play him. I feel the same way about Higgins. Is that crazy? I no. mean, it is the Steelers secondary. I mean, they're still going to be down Joe Hayden, who's all longer in the tooth, but he's not the greatest either. And I would actually like it if Joe Hayden played like not 100. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. Um... For me, like Boyd is the must start out of all three guys this week. If we're just choosing it in a vacuum like that, if you know, I could pick any player. But yeah, they're probably going to be playing from behind a little bit. We know the Steelers. If they're down TJ Watt, they're, it's going to give Burrow a lot more time. Yeah, good point. And uh, TJ Watt should miss this game. They just gave him all that money. Who knows if they're going to want to risk him or not? Yeah, and they're a team that has playoff ambitions. So, yeah, and they're pro- you know what though? They make the mistake of sleeping on the Bengals again. I mean, last year they got beat with uh what's my man's name? Jeff uh what was the QB that came in after uh Burrow got hurt? Um uh Dang, I thought it was some Who was it? Who'd you I thought say? it was something Allen. Yeah, there was Brandon Allen, but then then he got hurt, and then it was the other guy who was the he was the backup for um he was the backup for Dalton before they drafted Burrow. Damn, what is his name? Driscoll. It's not important. Not Driscoll. Yeah. Was it Jeff Driscoll? Nah, it wasn't Driscoll. Driscoll was with the with the Lions for a little while. Then he was with with the Broncos. Yeah. Um, damn, what is this man's name? Well, you think you think about that, and then for all my IDP peeps out there, if TJ Watt doesn't play for whatever reason, Robert Spillane is the person to pick up. So after TJ Watt went out, he started getting a grip of playing time, ended up with like 10 total tackles in last game. Oh, Ryan Finley, is that it? There it is. There you go. Jay Love, of course it's Jay Love coming in knowing it. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Jay Love. Yeah, it was Fit Finley. Remember, they beat their ass on a Monday night and Finley ran all over them. You know, uh, they, 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 Gio Bernard had a big game, even Samaj P. Ryan. Like, th- this, they were very aware of this team. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to, I'll take the Bengals to cover whatever that number is. With yep. a bang, with a banged up, uh, Big Ben Rapersberger. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Deontay. His left peck. Left it, peck yeah. is the issue. Yeah. And we'll see about Deontay. Uh, the Friday practice is going to be most important for him. Because if, he, if he's able to move around, but the first thing that we heard from Tomlin is that it's it's better, but it's not great. Um, I don't even – I don't even know how to take that other than it doesn't it's better, sound good but it's not week. great. That's the greatest <laughs> coach. That's that's how you know he's one of the greatest coaches. He knows how to say 
some words without saying anything. <laughs> like he, those were words coming out of his mouth, but it didn't mean nothing. And I was <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> nothing at all. All right, and then uh, last piece of news that I got right now before I scour Twitter real quick is Tyrell Williams. He's not expected to play this week, and this week the Lions are at home hosting the Ravens. What do we Man. say, Bogey? What do we say about that game? I, I, I like the Ravens to just mollywop here. Um, I think what the one thing that we're seeing with Dan Campbell is – he comes out with a great set of like 25 scripted plays. Then he makes zero adjustments after the half, or he's not good at making adjustments yet. You know what I mean? I don't want to completely, you know, shit on him like that, but yeah, like, you know, they went into the half against green Bay, winning the game came back and it was just all bad. You know what I mean? Like I, I think the Ravens come in here and just whoop that ass. I like Mike Tyson Williams a lot. I even think Land Murray gets in there. I'm, I'm, I, I, I just love the Ravens this week. I, I, I don't love their passing options in fantasy, but I love the running backs. And I think um, TJ Hawkinson, you just got to keep playing him. You know what I mean? Like, hearing Tyrell, the gazelle Williams is out. That just, you know, he's probably like, I don't think we'll ever see him. You know what I mean? And, and we and we like this because the, the, the one focal point should just be TJ Hawkinson for fantasy purposes, right? For, for all of us that have TJ Hawkinson out there. And I really like Cephas as well. I think he's going to be that dude to just come in and uh, and eat, especially when Tyrell's not in there. Do you think Marlon Humphreys gets relegated to Hawkinson? Because if they do that, right, which is not uncommon, right, that for your for your best corner to man up their best option if he's a tight end. If he shadows him, Quintez is going to have a big game. Look at two weeks in a row. Week one, Brian Edwards starting to get off. Uh, Hunter Renfro, right? They're yep. all the second and third options, right? Then week two, who scores a touchdown from the Chiefs? Brian Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, right? Tyreek Hill shut down. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say I like your Quintez call. Deeper league play, obviously. Or if you're a guy who has Antonio Brown and, and is not going to have Antonio Brown, maybe take a flyer on, on Quintez. You know what I mean? Hell of a name, by the way. You don't even need to give that guy a nickname. He just has <laughs> Quintez Cephas. <laughs> yeah, he's got a dope real name. And, <laughs> yeah, the thing, and the thing about Mark Andrews, this I mean, it's always been this way. He doesn't play 100% of snaps. So nope. week one, only 81% of snaps. And then week two, 75% of snaps. So wouldn't be uncommon for a guy like Marlon Humphreys to go over and shadow him when he's on the field. I mean, he's only on the field three-fourths of the time. You mean, you mean Hawkinson? Yeah. Yeah, no, because you were yeah, saying Haw Haw yeah, Hawkinson. Yeah, yeah not yeah. Andrew. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I didn't realize his snap was like that because he's so he seemingly seems to be on the field all day. Well, no. So that, that was Andrews, but I was – yeah. Okay, you got to mix it up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't have an answer for the tight end. I mean, um, well, I guess Bob Tunyon. Because they just went, they just, the Detroit Lions just played Kittle. Then they just played uh, Bob Tunyon, right? Yeah. And uh, Kittle didn't do much, but I just think it's because he didn't really get the targets week one. And then, you know, um, the targets weren't really there for Tunyon either. But, you know, he was making plays with the, with the, with the limited targets he had. So, 
if, plus if you have Mark Andrews, you're rolling him out there. You're not getting cute and you're like, let's go with Max Williams this week. Or, uh, you know don't, what I mean? Or, man, yeah, don't, don't, don't do some something like that. Never yeah. do anything like that. And so TJ Hawkinson, week one, 85% of the snaps and then 93% of the snaps this week. So, yeah, Marlon Humphreys will pretty much have to lock him, uh, choose to lock him down the entire game, but that's probably what's going to happen. I don't think any of these wide receivers, like, would warrant him trying to lock him down. Yeah. Or he, or he just sticks to that side of the field, but he's been he's been traveling. He's been traveling. He usually does. He usually doesn't just stick to one side of the field. Yeah. Yeah, they they yeah, they 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 move him around on who they fit. You know, John Harbaugh is one of the greatest at in-game adjustments. You know, this is this is John Harbaugh. This is his history. So, you know, if there's a guy going off, he's like, Marlon, get on him. You know what I mean? Like, remember at the end of the Monday night game with the game on the line, who'd they go to? Brian Edwards, because who? Because Marlon Humphreys was on Renfro. You know what I mean? Of all people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was he covering Waller for a portion of the game? Yeah. And, and he was even, yeah. he even had double, he even had a bracket, he even had some bracket love. You know what I mean? Like, he had a safety over the top helping out. And, and like, after 19 targets, it was like, all right, let's, you started to see Derek Carr. Call the audible on 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 dumbass Chucky, like, you know yeah. what I'm going to these other guys that we don't call plays for. You know what I mean? Yeah. TD, thoughts on the Lions and the Ravens game? Um, I think it's a party for the Ravens. Um, I do think Detroit. This is why I, I think Detroit is going to be a good uh, team, like like uh, later this year and going into next year. Um. They come out in the first half and they can match up with anybody. But I think talent, as the game goes on, the talent decreases because they don't have a lot of talent, so you can tell. But I think the Ravens do beat them by two touchdowns. But I think it's close, close in like the first and second quarter. Um, I think Lamar still has a great game. Um, so yeah, I'm all day Ravens. Um, I'm taking the Ravens and I'm not taking no receivers. Um, from this from the Detroit Lions, but I do think that uh, you have to play Hawkinson, and I do like Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift in garbage time. I like that. I forgot to mention uh, Darth Maul Williams, man, because, like, he's, you know, this should be a very negative game script. If you, if you look at that, if you look at that uh, Green Bay Packers game on Monday night, it was a close game, you know, pretty much until, like, the mid-third quarter. Then it went away from them. And, like, I think we would have seen more Jamal Williams if the game is away from them early on, which I think is going to be this game script. You know what I mean? I think the Ravens are going to whoop that ass. Yeah, especially Ravens coming in off the high, off of beating the Chiefs. Like, you already know they're going to be hyped up for this. And Trying so, to yeah. get above 500, too. You know what I mean? And that's, I mean, that's what we hope for. We hope that it's just a grinded out game for the Ravens and that they're just leading and that the Lions just have to keep throwing it. Then a guy like Quintez is going to get a grip of uh, targets. So will Hawk. And then uh, and, garbage time. And Molly Mall. Yeah. And what? Yeah. And I was saying, and Molly Mall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're going to get a, I mean, they don't have too many, too many options to throw to other than Hawkinson. I mean, Cephas, I mean, it's only one guy. They got really nobody. They don't They don't like Amon Ross St. Brown for whatever reason. Ratliff is that other dude who's on the uh, – Who's on this the Benson card. guy? Didn't they got like a Benson? I have no idea. He had, he yeah. had like a ton of targets last week. Some Something Benson. 
yeah. Let, let, let's go see that real quick before we get out of here. He's not going to be fantasy relevant, but he's definitely taken away from other people. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why this Amon Ross St. Brown thing isn't part more the game plan. I mean, we did see his snaps go up from week one, uh, you know what I mean, to, in, in the week two. But, I mean, he's just such a he's such a mismatch out of the slot. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Maybe maybe um, his understanding of the playbook isn't as because you because you know what he is he's the Keenan Allen role in yeah. in uh, uh, Anthony Lynn offense you know what I mean so I just I don't understand it it's probably just the rookie growing pains of you know I mean him maybe not his understanding of the player's grasp of the playbook yeah and so he had uh, this Benson he had six targets in week one three and week two. <laughs> So Cephas is the only one whose targets didn't change from week one to week two. He had seven in both games. Even Hawkinson had 10 targets in week one, nine in week two. Nobody else. Well, Benson had six targets in week one. But outside of that, nobody's had more than more than four outside of Hawkinson in that one random week one from Benson. It's been all yeah. Cephas and Hawkinson. Benson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel so, like yeah, – go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so Cephas – I'm d- definitely calling a little shot on Cephas right now, especially because Humphreys probably isn't going to be covering him that much. It's probably going to be on Hawk. But, yeah, they're they're down Peter, Marcus Peters, and, yeah, their they're secondary hasn't been anything nice. You've been able to hit them through the air a little bit. I think Cephas is going to be that dude who's going to flirt with a touchdown, uh, get close to a th- uh, 100 yards, and – yeah, Hawkinson can't get it all, but they're going to have to throw it a lot in this game. Oh, yeah. I like it. All right. Uh, TD, any last words before we get out of here? Uh, no, just make sure, guys, I'm sorry I got in a little late today. Uh, you know how it works. Sometimes I run just a little bit over. But, uh, guys, yeah, make sure you subscribe to all three of our YouTubes. Um, also follow me at OnlyFans. Um, I help you with. I can help you with anything, guys. Consultations, uh, stars and sits, whatever you need. And uh, guys, just make sure you tune to uh, us with news every day. Yep. Yeah, man. Uh, I I just want to second everything my man TD just said, and uh, good luck to everybody. Uh, if you're, you know, if you're starting, you know, some Thursday night guys, we, we we will cover that tomorrow at length. And check us out tonight, live 6:30 p.m. PT, 9:30 p.m. Eastern for the Real Fantasy Playmakers What If series. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. I got some good ones in my bag of tricks, that's for sure. So get yeah. ready, and then don't forget every Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, I do my start and sit question and answers uh, live streams. So that's gonna be starting at six p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Pacific today, and then tomorrow it's at five p.m. Eastern, two p.m. Pacific, getting you ready for the Thursday game. And yeah, don't forget. Uh, subscribe right now on YouTube if you haven't already so you can get entered into the Ricky Williams signed jersey giveaway. And we will see you guys a little later today. We got two more live streams today, and then uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And then we got Thursday night, so let's get it. Yeah, week three, give me money. Yeah.
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.